Hello, you're listening to the first Fridays podcast from the Ignite team. Each month, we bring you a different Catholic guest and hear something of their faith story. This month, we hear from Sister Teresa Waite of the community of Our Lady of Walsingham. She tells us a little bit about hearing God's voice in her own life. If you'd like to join us live for the first Friday's show, we're on YouTube at 8pm UK time on the first Friday of every month with guests, music and conversation. Otherwise, you can catch up on YouTube or here on our podcast. Hope you enjoy the show. We've got Sister Teresa from the community of Our Lady of Walsingham, who will be joining us in just a moment's time. We were going to have her here live in the studio. We had a sofa here and everything, and we are going to be all socially distanced, but unfortunately lockdown has happened. So we'll be having her live over Zoom, and hopefully she should appear somewhere here in just a moment's time. Hello, Sister Teresa. How are you? Hi, Kieran. Good to see you. Nice to see you too. How's things? Where are you? Where are you at the moment? Are you in Deerham? Are you in Walsingham? Where are you? So I'm at our convent in Deerham, which is a half an hour drive from Walsingham. So I've been in Walsingham today, working there, and I am back for the evening and in, in relaxing with the sisters uh, at Deerham. And is your work carrying on during lockdown then, up at the shrine and all that sort of stuff? It is, yeah. So as a lot of you will know, um, the churches they can't have like public masses that people attend, but the shrine is still open for private prayer, um, so the sisters take it in turns to like steward the chapel, welcome people, uh, make sure you know do our hand sanitising and all that stuff. Stuff you know it's got to be done, um, but at least we can still see the Lord. So you know it's good. Yeah, it is good. So we're going to talk a little bit about kind of your your story this evening. Hopefully, you'll be able to share some things with our with our viewers. And so for those of you who haven't those of our viewers who've never seen you before don't know who you are how, how long roughly have you been sort of a sister and how long have you been part of the community so i've been with the community over 10 years now so um i i made my final vows um two years ago so it's like quite a long process um but yeah 10 years ago joined the community um we're community of our lady of walsingham and we're all about like Mary's yes at the Annunciation and helping everyone say yes to God's call in their lives. And, you know, I met this community and they were very joyful and, um, you know, and I just got to know them and just kind of went through all the different sort of stages really until like, till I made my final vows. Great, so did you, was there anything that you did before you were a sister? Did you have a, an ordinary job or did you kind of jump straight into being a sister from school? How did that happen? Yeah, so um, when I was younger, um, my main plan in life was like, get married, have children, live happily ever after, uh, like a lot of people. Um, so like, that was basically like the main source of my prayers as, as a young person was, dear Lord, please make this boy love me. Let's get married, have children. Um, but uh, like I always had like a relationship with the Lord or always prayed. I went to church and stuff. And I always wanted to have a job where I could like, love and serve God by loving and serving others. So the job that I went into was nursing. Um, so that's what I was doing before I joined community. And I just like, absolutely loved it because, you know, but like helping my patients get washed and dressed and, and eat. And, and just really doing that with love, really. And um, 
ticking off the corporal works of mercy quite nicely, like, you know, give food to the hungry, drink to the thirsty, visit the sick, like, already there in hospital. So, yeah, so as a nurse, absolutely loved it. Great. Okay, so when did you first have an inkling that perhaps the nursing wasn't the way it was going to go for your whole life and you weren't perhaps going to get married and have children, you were, in fact, perhaps called to be a sister? When did that sort of first materialise in your life? Yeah, so there were inklings, actually, and often you sort of look back and you go, oh, I can kind of see it coming, because, like, when I was 12 years old, um, my favourite lessons were RE in French, and people used to make jokes and say, oh, she'll be like a nun in France, and it's like, no, I won't. Um, but I had an inkling of religious life when I was about 15, because during my one of my sort of begging the Lord to let me get married and have children prayers, I always remember saying to the Lord, will I ever get married? And he was just like, you know, just wait and see to me. So I was like, I could have answered that. You know, I want to know now. Um, and I remember saying to God, I hope you're not thinking of asking me to become a sister. Because you know that can't happen. Because I want to get married and have children. And, you know, it's like really harsh if you ask me. Because there's lots of other women out there who don't even want to have children. So I think you should ask them. Um, so I wasn't very open to the idea of being a sister. Um, but as I said, like, I did always pray. Um, so I had inkling when I was 15, a bit more when I was like 18, did like youth work for a year at a youth retreat centre, loved hanging out in the chapel, chatting to God. And then, um, well, it came about really from, um, I guess, like going to Youth 2000 retreats as a young person. Um, I guess you've heard of Youth 2000, Kieran, and know all about that. Yeah, I certainly have. And some of so for those who are watching and perhaps don't know that they run sort of events around the country, don't they, doing sort of festivals and kind of ways for young people to really get involved in their faith in a kind of quite a vibrant yeah. way, to be fair to say. Yeah, so I went along to one of those, like, to be honest, partly because a cute boy was going. So I was like, oh, this is the way, you know, cute boy's going, I'll go too. Um, but turned out it's really got a sneaky plan to get me to, like, know him a bit better. Um, so, um, and, and I met Sister Camilla of our community at Youth 2000 Retreat. And I could see that she was like a very joyful person, very happy. And I guess that kind of sort of reignited that thought about religious life. And, um, you know, I kind of thought, oh, you know, maybe I sh shouldn't have pushed out my mind. Maybe I should be a bit more open to it. And um, I've been praying for a while, like, Lord, help me to trust you and help me to like believe that you want what's best for me. Because I think uh, a lot of what holds us back from making decisions in life is is often like fear and sort of worrying, not trusting the Lord enough. Yeah. So, so was it kind of so? Some people kind of talk about there being kind of I don't know whether there's like a sort of a, a voice or a kind of uh, mm. being almost zapped by God. And of course, it certainly you and I both know that's not always how it how it happens. But is was there a moment where you kind of really felt that you heard something or someone, or was it kind of a gradual thing? Well. Yeah, I mean, I think the Lord speaks to us all differently because it's a bit like a parent with children, like you speak to them differently depending on their personality and understanding all of that. Mm. And so it, it partly is gradual, but there were certainly moments in my life where I felt that it was quite clear. Mm. Um, one of the kind of moments was, um, I remember um, I just was like going to church and um, we started praying at Mass, you know, during the intercessions, I'd say, oh, we pray, you know, for more vocations, for priesthood, religious life, and diaconate. And I sort of felt like when we heard this prayer, God was saying, Teresa, it could be you. And I was like, no, no, not, not me, Lord. Obviously, I pray that other people have a vocation to the religious life. Um, and I remember one day, um, like, being at Mass, and I was kind of struggling with the whole idea of vocation. And I thought, you know what? 
I'm going to just ask the God after communion because obviously that's a great time to pray. The Lord's within me. Let's just let's just ask Him, yeah, and like get it over and done with. So um, so I went to communion and I went back and sat in my prayer, sat in my place and was like praying, and just thought I have this quiet moment to speak to Jesus and said, "Dear Lord, I just just need to ask you, like, do you think it would be a good idea for me to become a nun?" And this soft, gentle little voice said, yes. And then I said, oh, weird, like, sounded like you just said yes. Okay, like, obviously, like, wasn't really concentrating properly that time. So it's going to ask you again, Lord. And, um, you know, this time it's going to really focus, so I get the right answer. And um, I felt like this voice was saying, please, uh, then I said yes. They're like, no, 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 because I wasn't concentrating, so I'll just ask you again. Okay, like focusing this time, so it's really focused and like do this properly. Okay, so I'm like, okay, Lord, do you think it'd be a good idea for me to become a nun? And just as this little voice is sort of saying yes, I think in my head a bit louder, no. Okay, great. So, Lord, you said no. Um, that's that's good. Final answer, isn't it, Lord? I'm glad you've totally got that sorted here. So, you've said no. Don't become a nun. Great. So, I'll get married and have children. And then this voice gets a bit louder. It's like, Teresa, that's just you talking to yourself. I said yes. Oh. Do so you really think it'd be a good idea for me to become a nun? But even after that, I was like, well, he only said it was a good idea to become a nun. It could equally be a good idea to get married and have children. So it just depends what you ask God. And, you know, we all have our ways of trying to, like, hear what we want to hear and kind of manipulate things, don't we? So, uh, yeah, lots of little arguments of God. But, um, you know, I think he can take it. Um, I, I just look back on my life and just think, it's kind of like play fighting. You know, we, we, have, we have good fun together. And uh, he always knows he's going to win in the end. That's great. And because I think a lot of people will sort of, you know, think, well, OK, I'd like to do what God wants me to do, but actually kind of struggle to kind of know what that would look like. So it's really great to hear kind of, you know, well, OK, that's what it looked like for you. And of course, it would look like for diff different things for different people. But mm. I'm sure some people will have a similar experience to what you were saying. Um, so you mentioned that one of the reasons that you chose the community you chose in particular was you met Sister Camilla, who's another one of the members of the community of Our Lady of Walsingham, and you said that she had a particular, you say, I think it's a joy or something, or something like that, didn't you? And that's, I think that's probably was a good, probably a good start, I imagine. But was that the only reason? Was there other things that kind of drew you in particular to, to Colway? So, yes, yeah, so I saw the joy, and, and I didn't know many sisters at the time, so I think also in those days I was thinking can you really be happy and be a sister you know and I, I just couldn't understand it so I thought she was happy but well that's a good sign and um what else I think well I spoke to her at a youth 2000 retreat actually and it, it was kind of a funny thing because I'm actually naturally quite shy and a, quite introvert I don't even chat to people so I met her at another retreat and I just sort of said politely oh it'd be nice to sort of catch up with you sometime meaning like sit together at supper and she thought I meant like have a proper appointment to talk I said oh wait I can see you tomorrow at th like 3.30 and I sort of walked away feeling a bit confused thinking oh I've got like an official appointment now but I felt embarrassed to go I didn't really mean like a proper talk um so we ended up having this, this proper conversation about um religious life and and it's quite good because I said oh well you know this is boy and I really like this boy and I came here because of a cute boy 
but I feel like God might be wanting me to think about becoming her sister. And and what what really impressed me was I felt like she wasn't trying to like pressurize me either way. Mm. And I felt like she had a real kind of um, care for me as a person, and and you know just what is God's will for me, um, mm. in, 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 is the most important thing. So she wasn't like yeah you know come join us. She was like really listening and, and caring about what would be good for me. Yeah. And I think that's probably what touched my heart as well because you know when it comes to vocation, sometimes people just think about priests or being a sister or religious mm. brother, um, or being a deacon. You know, they don't think of like marriage or single life or your or the work you do. Like everything can be a vocation. The thing is responding to God and doing God's will and living a life of love. And I'd always felt like, well, yeah, the main thing is loving God and loving your neighbour. That's what we want to help people to do. Um, and so I think the fact that she was accompanying me in in a way that she was kind of had a freedom and wasn't biased and wasn't trying to make me do what she thought. I just found that really encouraging and I thought I'd love to be able to offer that to others mm-hmm. because, you know, if we all just grew in our love for God and said yes to God's will, then we'd have better nurses, doctors, teachers, you know, everything would just be better because we'd be doing it mm-hmm. for love of God. So I think that's what, what inspired me as well. Yeah, yeah, and so many people when they're making kind of day-to-day decisions don't necessarily think, oh, you know what? I'm going to ask God about being, you know, whether I should go to university or whether I should take this particular job. But actually, all of us would, would benefit from the insight of the most important person in, in the universe. Yeah. So you joined the community. You kind Were there any moments where you were kind of like, oh, maybe this isn't for me? Or was it, was it a moment when you arrived, it was like, I definitely know this is definitely for me? Or was it, how did that pan out? Um, I think when I joined community, my, my attitude was, I think I need to join it as if this is the thing. I think that needs to be the attitude just because it is quite hard in community, like, you know, living with different people, being challenged in different ways. So I thought, I'll, I'll live as, as if this is it, unless God makes it really clear um, that it's not his will. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think when I first joined community, like my family were a bit unsure about it. My mum said afterwards she was sort of hoping it'd be like finishing school. She's like, oh, I just thought, you know, you could learn to cook and like learn a few useful stuff and then come back after a year. And I do remember at one point thinking, oh, yeah, well, I've learned how to cook now and I've sort of learned some of my faults and, you know, I'm probably a bit nicer than I used to be, so maybe I'll be quite a good wife. But by that time, I like really loved Jesus a lot more. So I was like, no, I really want to be with Jesus. Um, and there are a few times in community just when it's hard and you think, oh, just forget it, just give up. I think, no, just keep going. Like, my kind of attitude is, like, what's the worst that could happen? You could have a like, difficult life, but, you know, if you love God, then at the end of the day, go to heaven. So it's all good. I just think it's like, totally worth it and actually is a really happy life, like, much more than I ever would have thought. Well, that's great. And then, I think something that sometimes people fail to appreciate about religious and priests and so on is it's very much... Usually their vocation story is, is a love story. It's something, you know, they, they mm-hmm. fall in love with something and they really uh, end up wanting to do it. Even if initially they're sort of necessarily, don't necessarily think, they might, like you think, oh, I'm really, none's not for me. I want to be a wife or I want to be a husband or whatever. Mm-hmm. They do fall in love with the idea of that way of life and that's something very beautiful. Mm-hmm. So, co based in Walsingham, or you work in Walsingham at the Shrine. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what's kind of special about Walsingham? For your community why, why does that what significance does it have in your lives um, so walsingham is where we're remembering 
the Annunciation. So as you know, like from the Christmas story, Annunciation is Angel Gabriel came to Mary and said, asked her, you know, to be the mother of God. She said, gave her fiat, let it be done to me according to the word, and Jesus uh, was born of Mary. So that's good news. Um, so in Walsingham, um, it's it's like little old village, um, and it had a model of the house in Nazareth. So basically, um, Our Lady um, appeared like in spirit in a dream and prayer. Not quite sure to this woman called Rochelles, who lived in like the 10th century, no, 11th century, 1061, and um, said, can you uh, ask her to build a model of the house where the Annunciation had taken place? So the idea was that people obviously couldn't go to Nazareth, like in those days, you couldn't travel that far and wars and crusades and stuff going on. So they would have a model of the Holy House in Walsingham and people, um, would come and visit it and, and in fact it became a really um, main shrine as a lot of our listeners will know and kings and queens of England came there and all about the Annunciation. So our community is kind of bringing that message to people so about Mary's yes um, but there's a lot we can learn from it so we can think about that silence in the holy house and the stillness. Um, we can think about Mary being someone who pondered the word of God and kept it. Um, we can think about how she always said yes to God's will. So yes, in times of joy, like at the Annunciation, but also yes, in times of sorrow at the foot of the cross. So Mary being is really our model for us. And we see her as like the mother and the model of vocation for all vocations, because she's the one who said that perfect yes to God. So our community is all about helping um, people grow in their freedom to say their own yes to God's call. So obviously Mary's got this amazing vocation, the mother of God, but all of us have got a vocation. We're all called to love and we're all called to serve and love God and others in a particular way. So Mary is, is the model for us and we want to help people to kind of grow and say their own yes. Fantastic. So your community and just visiting Walsingham in general, a real place to kind of reflect on how Mary said yes to God and hopefully we can all say yes to God. In our exactly. as well. well. That's great. Well, it's been really lovely to talk to you. We've actually run out of time, but thank you very much for joining us. And great. say hi to all the other sisters for us. Thanks Will so do. Much. Thanks so much, Karen. Bye. God thank bless. You. Bye. Bye bye. God bless. Our second guest this evening is our musical guest, and he's a musician named Matt Dean. He is working currently on his fourth album, but he's done both solo projects and collaborative projects as well. This evening, he'll be singing for us a song by Delirious called Sanctify. Over to Matt. Here I am In that old place again Down on my face again Crying out I want you to hear my plea Come down and rescue me How long will it take
come to me, rescue me for me with your love. All you want is all I Sanctify, uh, originally a song by Delirious. Our final part of the evening is going to be led by Father Luke Goymore, who is our chaplain as, as the Ignite Mission Team. He's our chaplain. And over to him. Hello, good evening, and welcome 
to my chapel. I'm Father Luke Goymore, I'm the chaplain to the Diocesan Youth Service, the Ignite Mission Team, and it's my pleasure and my um, privilege to lead you in these few moments of prayer and reflection as we close our first Friday. We're going to begin our prayer by hearing from the Word of God, the first book of Samuel. At that time, Eli, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was lying down in his room. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called, Samuel, Samuel, and he said, Here I am, and ran to Eli, and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call, lie down again. So he went and lay down. The Lord called again, Samuel. Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call my son, lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. The Lord called Samuel again a third time. And he got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go, lie down, and if he calls you, you shall say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood there calling as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We often confuse listening and hearing as the same thing. They're not. Samuel heard three times a voice, but it was not until he was tuned in, it was not until he was pointed in the right direction, it wasn't until he really listened that he recognised that voice as the Lord's voice. Now the Lord speaks to us, he speaks to me, and he speaks to you. He calls us constantly, he calls us to live for him. He calls us to be the best versions of ourselves for him. He calls us to something unique, which only we are meant to do. And we will only be fully fulfilled and the people we're created to be if we listen to the voice of the Lord and fulfil our vocation. Let's just spend a few moments in prayerful reflection. Just pausing, stopping and listening to the Lord. We sang a few moments ago, here I am. So let us just say, Lord, here I am. What is it that you would have me do? Where would you have me be in the world? Let us have the courage to say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening.
Jesus knows you. Jesus loves you. Jesus calls you. Do not fear to give yourself to Jesus. You will not lose anything. You will gain everything. Brothers and sisters, let us conclude this time of prayer by saying the words that Jesus taught us. But let us not just say them and rattle them off. Let us think about those words, particularly those words, your will be done. What is God's will for my life? What is God's will for me here today? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. The Lord be with you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he fill you with his love and grant you his peace all the days of your life in his presence. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon you and remain with you always. Amen. Go in the peace of Christ. Thanks be to God. Thank you for listening to the First Fridays podcast from the Ignite team. You can catch the show live on YouTube at 8pm UK time on the first Friday of every month with guests, music and conversation. In the meantime, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. We are Ignite Y-E-A. That's Ignite Y-E-A. Thanks very much for listening and God bless you.